the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. And thank you so much for tuning into 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show. So today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Robert Mulodzi. He is a fireman. So listen kids, don't go away. We have a very, very interesting show for you today. Get ready for a very interesting show on he- here on 101.9 Hi FM. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host for today. I have Robert Mulazzi in studio, so send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon and afternoon to uh, the listeners out there. How are you? I'm doing fine. And yourself? I'm not. I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Uh, How's your you. day going? Sorry? How's your day going? Oh, my day is okay. It's okay. We are... Out there, um, you know, waiting for whatever emergencies which might occur. So I will say so far, so good. Uh, it was not that busy today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what does a fireman do? Okay, a fireman is um, responsible for rendering a firefighting operation. So meaning that a fireman will go, will respond to fire incidents. If there's a building on fire, if there's a school on fire or a house on fire, firefighters will go and extinguish that fire. If there's uh, accidents on our roads, firefighters will go there and, and rescue the people who are, uh, maybe involved in an accident. If mm-hmm. there are, uh, you know, animals and other, you know, things which are maybe animals which are trapped and, you know, this wow. uh, thing, uh, any any rescue and uh, accidents which are involving everybody out there, firefighters to respond to those uh, incidents. Wow, that seems you have to have a lot of courage for that, though. Yes, yes, you do. You do have to, and also mm-hmm. the love to help others. I think mm-hmm. that one, that is what is important, and and also you must be, you need to be fit also because you work. Uh, Every you know, a long, very long hours. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, uh, fire incidents, which is, uh, might involve also, uh, failed fires, which might take a longer period of time. So you need to be physically fit to be able to work as a firefighter. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, but then how do you take out the fire? Okay. Um, we, we extinguish the fire by using, uh, various modes of, uh, extinguishing agents, if I may call. Uh, firstly, we use water. So in, in our trucks, where, which we, we normally uh, use when we respond to emergencies, we'll have a tank inside the fire truck, which has got a, a capacity of a certain a capacity of water inside it, which we use to extinguish the fires. And also, um, uh, for instance, if we're attending to felt fires, we use what we call grass beaters. So we use old... Uh, firefighting hoses, which we use to uh, extinguish these uh, felt fires. Hmm. Wow, quite interesting. Yes. But then, how do you carry so much water in a truck? Okay, the 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 mostly mostly th- that water which we carry on the truck, uh, it's um it it uh, might range between, I will say between around one thousand five hundred to three thousand five hundred liters of water, depending on the capacity of the tra- fire truck. So what happens is on the road, 
you know, as you walk home or you're coming uh, from school, you'll see on, on the streets here this, um, uh, what we call fire hydrants, which we normally use when we, uh, this emergency. So we'll go with our fire truck, stand next to it, and then we connect uh, fire hoses to that uh, fire hydrant. Hence, it's very important for young kids not to play around next to those uh, fire hydrants because those fire hydrants are important for us to extinguish the fire when there's a fire incident, maybe at home or any other, at school or any other place. Yeah. So who do you say first if there's still people in the building and like you don't have a lot of time left? Okay, so our main uh, uh, aim or objective when we respond to emergencies is to make sure that the people who are inside the building are safe. So if it's a building like this where we are now, we'll make sure that everybody's evacuated and then from there we can be able to extinguish the fire. So people who are inside the building will be the most important people who are, uh, we need to save first, and then from there we can be able to try and save the building itself. Hmm. Wow. How are dogs so alert when a fire happens, like occurs? Yeah, you mean... Like it it starts. How are dogs so alert of it? Yeah, there's... there's um uh, in most of the time, you find out that, that uh, if uh, people have got like animals at home, uh, those animals they actually assist people to be able to evacuate this any danger because they can be able to uh, sense danger when uh, there's a danger in their household. So uh, those will be some of the things which also assist us to, you know, when there's an image because you might find out that, that maybe people who are inside that building are elderly. We we are not even aware that there might be people. So those kind of animals can be able to assist us to be able to show us uh, where uh, people might be, and we can be able to say uh, save them. Wow. So how would you train a dog, let or a cat, like to be alert and to like as soon as it starts? Like how would you train them to even help and everything? No, maybe you might create a scenario where maybe there's a fire, like a simulation where there's a fire incident at home, and maybe show the animal how do you move out of the building and things like that. Like so that by the time when you have an incident, a real incident, you can be able to uh, be able to evacuate. Like for instance. Even at home, you suppose, even at school, you're supposed to have like, uh, something like fire drills where you learn, uh, what is it that you're supposed to do? Where, how are you going to move out of the class and move out to maybe an assembly area so that all of you can be counted for to see whether, uh, there's no one who is missing, you know, at school also. Hmm. Wow. What, what, ta- like what can cause fire? Okay, there's a whole lot of things which might cause fires at home. It might be maybe a stove, or you might be cooking, you know, they might be cooking at home and then maybe you leave a stove on, it might cause fire. It might be a candle which is left unattended. It might be a paraffin stove. It might be your friend playing with a <laughs> matches or lighter. It might, or can also cause a fire. Hence we, we encourage young kids to stay away from, uh, uh, you know, cigarette lighters, minches, because those things are dangerous. They can cause yeah. a fire incident. So those will be uh, the most common causes of fire incidents. Mm. Wow. So what happens if the fire, and the, let's say there's like only two exits. Yes. So what happens if the fly is blocking both exits? Okay. So in, in a house, uh, normally you'll have uh, windows, right? Yeah. Each and every house will have a window, will have like a door where people are moving, coming in and out of that building. So if, for instance, a door is blocked, then you can have, you can actually even use a window to get out of the, 
of the building. But in some, in most of the um, areas, you find out that maybe if there's a butler, of course you're not going to be able to. You'll have to break it that butler. So you find, in most of the times, you find out that those butlers are made in such a way that you can be able to remove it and be able to open the window and get out of the building. Or else you can use the door. But before you get out of the door, you're supposed to feel for the heat. Because remember, when there's a fire inside a room, all these heated gases will be inside, will be moving inside the building, so a room. So what's happening is it's just waiting for you to uh, bring in oxygen. So as soon as you bring in oxygen, that whole room will be on fire. So you need to feel by the back of your hand to feel whether the door is hot. If the door is hot, then you have to. You don't have to go through that door because it might be you might actually lose your life because as soon as you open the door then there's going to be a fresh air, uh, uh, oxygen which is coming inside the room and then there'll be a, what you call backdraft and then there'll be flames all over the place yeah. so which might which might be dangerous to you so it's very important for you to fill uh, the door first you know, using the back of your hand, and then from there, then you can be able to feel whether it's it's hot or cold. And then if it's cold, it's hot, then you don't have to uh, go through that door. Wow, very interesting yes, yes. to know yes. this. Yes. So, what other job would you choose if, out like, including a fireman? The the job which I will. Yeah. Come. What yeah? What would you choose like if fireman wasn't an option? Okay. Or me. Um. I actually, before I I became a, a fireman, I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Um, and also, I actually wanted to be a radio announcer, but uh, that couldn't happen. Oh, and then yeah. I ended up being a firefighter because I wanted to help uh, people who are in danger out there. Yeah. I think you would have been a very good lawyer. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so why do firemen uh, wear, like, special uniforms? Okay. Oh, the, the, the special uniform we wear to protect ourselves. Because remember... When we get into the building, when there's a fire in a room or in a building, there will be things falling from the roof. So you need to have a, firstly, uh, the helm in your, protect your head by making sure that you're wearing a helmet. You have got a, a flesh wood which protects you from, um, whatever, uh, things which might be burning. You need to have a proper firefighting kit which protects you from, uh, you know, um, the fire which is actually burning and also whatever fumes which might be coming out of that uh, uh, fire incident and you also have over and above that you have a, a breathing apparatus or uh, a cylinder which has got a compressed air which we used to breathe because remember when there's a fire incident in most of that area will be there will be a lot of smoke so you're not going to be able to breathe if you don't have that uh, breathing apparatus which you call uh, BA which we use uh, to breathe while we are inside the building. Hmm. How does it protect you? The the fire kit. Yeah. Yeah, the fire kit protects us. Um, you know, as we busy extinguishing the fire, because maybe as we're moving around there, so uh, we are not going to be able to get uh, you know bent due to uh, uh, whatever steam or you know. A flame, so whatever, which anything which might be burning inside that, so that fire kit protects us on that, and also it protects us on exposure of whatever fumes might be coming out of that uh, uh, burning uh, building, or it can be other house or whatever is burning. 
Must be very strong material, then, yeah. Yes, yes, it does. It does. It's got uh, different layers on it, about uh, five layers on it. Wow! But it can bend. It's just that it's fire resistant, so it takes a lot of a longer period of time for it to be exposed to uh, fire. Wow! Yes. I think everyone should have like at least a small kit, because then, like, if there is a fire, quickly, like, you can just quickly put it. Maybe. No, no, we, we don't. We don't really uh, encourage, you know, young kids to. Try and extinguish the fire if they're, they're, they're not trained. We encourage them to evacuate as soon as they see that there's a fire incident to move out and then call the fire department on that, uh, uh, toll free emergency number, which is 10177 or 112 on the cell phone. Then they can call us and then we can come and, uh, extinguish the fire. Yeah, but like maybe everyone should have like a small kit. Like a uniform, I'm saying. Okay. So, like, let's say, um, God forbid, there is a fire. Okay. Everyone yes, can yes. quickly put no, you on. Can even use a, so you can even maybe use a blanket. Whatever you have there, you can. It can also protect you to for whatever things which might fall while you're trying to move away from the building. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what is one of your worst cases that you had to deal with? I, there's a lot. Uh, I, I don't know where to start, but there's a lot. Just quickly pick we, we, one. We, 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 have, we attended to a lot of, um, incident. I will say, uh, is the, was the one where we, we lost our colleagues. I think it happened last year around, uh, September in town, in one of the buildings in town. There was a fire incident and then, um, we lost uh, three of our firefighters in that building. I will say yeah. that was the worst incident which we have attended to. Wow. Because in most of the times, we are assisting other people. But uh, when we have to lose uh, some of our colleagues, it was a very uh, bad situation for us. So I'll I'll say that was the worst incident for us to attend. Yeah. yeah. So what happens if you can't find like a person in a building, but you can hear them? Okay, you, like uh, for instance, in a, in a, when we get into a building, so firstly we'll have to try and search. You know, make sure that uh, everybody's accounted for. So what we'll do is we'll make sure that uh, we try and allocate uh, that person who is inside the building. There's a various ways where you can be able to uh, be able to check, make sure that you have uh, searched the, you know, all the rooms in a building by making sure that you um, you crawl along against the wall in the whole building. Like for instance, if now I crawl now here. And, and walk, uh, crawl against the wall. I can't be able to get out of the building. Even if I don't know, I have never been inside this building. I will be able to find a door somewhere to be able to get out of this room where we are now. Well, well, I think we've learned a lot. So let's mm-hmm. hope that we could learn a lot more after the song. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. So I have Robert Molotzi in studio with me. So if you have any questions for him, you can send an, um, him an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. You can call on 010-140-302. Let's carry on with the questions. Why do people go under tables when there's a fire? Okay, maybe uh, they're trying to protect themselves from uh, things which might fall from the roof or they're just afraid of... Uh, the fire incident. It might be good for them because they might be protected from the things which might be falling while uh, uh, the fire in, the fire is burning inside the building. Is it good to like jump if you have a pool? If it, is it good to jump in a pool? When there's a fire? Incident? Yeah. 
No, but if you can't swim, then you're gonna drown. <laughs> then you, you let's say you can swim. Yeah, we, you you don't advise uh, people to because if, for instance, your clothes, you know, catches fire, they, you're trying to run away from uh, the fire incident. You can actually stop and uh, cover your face and roll on the ground. Then you actually extinguishing those flames. So if your your clothes catches fire, so you don't really have to run to a swimming pool. Yes, if you do have it and then you can be able to swim, yes, it might be safer. But what happens if you can't swim, then it becomes a problem. So we do have like programs where we teach kids, you know, uh, the stop, drop and roll. What is it that they can do when they say, uh, maybe if their clothes catches fire, how do, what is it that they can do if they're trying to move out of the building, crawl low under the smoke so that they can be able to see where they're going. And then also they will be able to have enough oxygen to be able to breathe while they try and move out of the building. Hmm. Yeah. What does this saying stop, drop and roll mean? Okay, stop, drop and roll, it's actually uh, something which we do when our clothes catches fire. So for instance, if there's a fire and my clothes catches fire, I will just make sure that I move out of the where the fire is and then maybe uh, drop to the ground, cover my face, and then from there roll to the ground. Then in the process, the sand on the ground will be able to assist me to extinguish the fire. Should you roll in grass or bricks? Uh, no, you have to roll on the, uh, on the sand, where the sand. What if you don't bit? have sand? And no, let's I'd say you only, let's say you don't have sand in your place and let's say you have bricks and grass, what would you do? Yeah, no worries, you wouldn't be able to, you're not going to be able to uh, uh, extinguish that fire in that uh, area like that. So there it means that you'll have to use, uh, uh, yeah, for instance, a pool if you, you can't be able to swim. Remember, that is the only, only if you can be able to swim because you don't want to be running away of a fire incident and then again, Another drown, incident uh, happens. Yes, and then from there you drown yourself in, uh, in that. Hence, it's very important for uh, people to learn how to swim so that if those incidents do come across those things, you can be able to survive in such incidents. What happens if, let's say, you can't escape, but you still have no pool, you have no sand, what would you do? Okay, they, there are techniques which you can be able to use to like evacuate the building. To try and get into a safer place. Like for instance, if it's a house, you find out that there will be an area where the fire is, is started. So you can be able to move to other rooms. So how do you move out of the other, to the other rooms? You move to the other rooms by making sure that you crawl low under the smoke. So what you'll do is you'll make sure that you crawl against the wall. So you just crawl against the wall. So what, what will happen is as you crawl, you'll make sure that you'll see that you'll get to a door where you can be able to exit and move to the, a room which is more, much more safer where uh, the fire department or the firefighters can be able to come and rescue you from that area. Hmm. Well, so why does gas, like gas, let's say oil that can be sometimes, not really a gas, but like why does gases, like certain gases aggravate Fire because most liquids liquids usually take out fire. So why does mm. gas? Because a lot of gases are liquid. Yeah, because that one is uh, the the normally well, the one which we are using to cook has got a liquid petroleum gas, which it can be actually ex- uh, uh, cause fire incidents. Hence, when we uh, uh, you know out there educating our communities, we try and make sure that we educate our communities to use it safely, and make sure that maybe young kids. Uh, we don't advise young kids to use uh, you know things like gas because they might be dangerous to them and those uh, people who are around them. Hmm. So, how do we figure out what caused the fire? 
Okay. Oh, uh, there's um, uh, investigation teams which normally investigate as to what might be the cause of the fires, but in most of the cases, it depends on what the people are using in that area. You find out that if it's a community, it's an informal area, informal settlement, you find out that in most of those areas, the most common causes will be the things which they are using in those areas. They're still using candles, they're still using paraffin stoves. So those would be the most common causes in those areas. Whereas in your formal residential areas, you find out that it's mostly your heaters. If it's winter, it's a, it might be a stove which they are using to cook or also some electrical faults in the, in the house or in the building. Hmm. Why is teamwork so important to firefighters? Oh, teamwork is very important because, uh, as a firefighter, me and you working together, your safety, uh, it's, it's, it's actually guaranteed by yourself as my colleague who I'm working with and vice versa. So we always rely on each other to look after ourselves. So we, we mix the hands in most of the times we work in pairs to make sure that you look after me, I look after you. Hmm. Wow. So let's say there is, God forbid, a fire in yes. someone's house. Yes. And it gets really smoky. How do, you, and like you're very sensitive to gas and smoke. smoke yeah. How would you avoid it? Okay. Um, remember when you are in a, a room which is filled of smoke, mostly no, uh, under normal circumstances or when there's a fire incident, all the heated gases will like go up, including the smoke. So on, on the ground or below, there won't be uh, enough oxygen or fresh air for you to breathe. So hence, we encourage you to crawl low so that you can be able to firstly to see where you're going. And secondly, you'll have to have, you'll have enough oxygen to sustain you to be able to evacuate the building. Hmm. Wow. So why, why when there's a fire, people must stay calm? And how do you guys stay calm when you're extinguishing the fire? No, I think from our side is because we are trained. That's what we do on a day-to-day basis. But uh, the people out there, we encourage them to stay calm, to be able to give uh, correct information to the fire department. Uh, firstly, about uh, what is uh, happening, where the fire is, whether there's still people inside. Because if they are not uh, calm, they're not going to be able to give us proper information. And that will make sure us not to be able to uh, effectively deal with that situation. So can you tell us what equipment you use to put out fire? Okay, we use uh, fire hoses. We use, uh, we've got like branches, which is uh, like a uh, spray, which creates uh, different sprays, formations, which we use to extinguish the fire. We have got our fire truck, which uh, uh, we use uh, to give us water to be able to extinguish the fire. We're using fire hydrants. We're using fire hoses. And yeah, I'll say that's it. And also, of course, our firefighting kit, which we wear when we're extinguishing the fires. And also our breathing apparatus, which I help helps us to be able to breathe while we are uh, compressed air, while we are busy extinguishing the fire. So that we don't inhale uh, toxic fumes and smoke and things like that. Hmm. Wow. What if someone injured themselves? What will you guys do? To help them Okay Firstly we will move them To a safer place And then from there Because we are trained Also in medical And first aid uh, Then we can be able To uh, assist them With their first aid Procedures to be able And then from there We can be able To take them To the nearest uh, uh, Hospital For further medical care hmm. 
Well, what motivates you to become a fireman takes like a really a lot of courage to do it. So how uh, are you doing? Okay, uh, firstly, it will, it's uh, the love of helping others. And also you need to be uh, physically, you know, mentally fit, you know, to deal with difficult situations. Because most of the times when you are out there, you, you come across very uh, traumatic incidents where people are losing their lives. So you need to be strong to be able to uh, deal with those situations. Of course, you are, you can't be afraid of maybe seeing somebody bleeding because those are the, some of the incidents you'll find, you'll come across when you're trying to assist people. So you need to be somebody who is, uh, can be able to work, uh, under pressure, who is much more calm when, uh, he or she is working under pressure. How do people get hold of you and how will we remember the number? Okay. Um, uh, the fire department in Johannesburg, the number is, uh, toll free number is 10177, which is a toll free number or 112 on the cell phone. Or you can also use the landline, which is 011-375-5911. 011-375-5911. Thank you so much to my guest, Robert Mulazzi, for coming on Kai Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy and Craig, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kai Kids show, only on 101.9 Kai FM. Goodbye, kids. Have a super duper weekend.